1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Every heart
2: is true for the red and the blue and we sing the song to you.
1: Redlegs Radio with
3: Ben Hook and Miles Fitzner on SENSA. Keep your- Hello there, real footy fans. Welcome to Red Legs Radio. Thank you to Climate Air Conditioning and the Telstra shop at Nord. We are coming to you live from Studio Lumo on 1 King William Street. We are 16 days away from the Sandful Season 2020. I can smell the liniment. I can hear the slap of the Sharon hitting the hands in the warm-ups. I can picture the crowds gathering at the turnstiles. Actually, I can't, Miles, because there will be no crowds in round one. But who needs crowds when you've got red legs Radio? Big news day in footy, of course. Andrew McLeod having a blue with the Crows once again. Ollie Wines misses a week a breach of COVID protocols and uh, a man who is no stranger to a one-week suspension. Big welcome to Miles Fitzner. yeah I don't
4: know about the one-week suspension hookie, but yeah, I have missed a few weeks before. I've missed a week on this show once too, but we won't go there. But yeah, isn't it exciting to have footy back, footy on the TV tonight, but yeah, the sample's straight around the corner and we're joined in studio by a bloke that's probably tonguing it a bit more than we are.
3: Let's get him involved now. He is the new captain of the Norwood Football Club, Matt Panos. Welcome to Redlegs Radio.
1: Thank you guys. Thanks for having me. Matt, Gary McIntosh,
3: Michael H, Robert Oti, Hayden Bunton, Wacker Scott. Your name now goes alongside these legends of the club as a captain. How does that feel, uh, the weight on those shoulders of yours?
1: I was uh, very surreal getting the call from Colts um, earlier in the preseason and um, I guess to be with uh, those names are legends of the club, and a club that's um, got such a long and um, amazing history. It's it's definitely an honour and something that I'm looking forward to um, this year and hopefully beyond. Just
4: before I get to a few Nos, don't forget if you're listening out there, you can join us on 736 uh, 736 or send us a text and ask Nos a question. If you're the Norwood faithful, oh four two seven one five four one double six,
3: or if you're from another club, or if you want you're from another
4: you. club and you want to know anything, hey Nos, tell me just. For the people at home, can you tell us what it's happened with these COVID restrictions? What the difference coming in and out of the club, the testing, now the training sort of got staggered? Kotz gave us an idea last week, but what's it meant like, or how's it different for you?
1: Uh, I guess it's, um, I get we've had stages of um, not training, then getting back into groups of 10, which um, Kotz would have spoken about. So at the moment, um, we're in groups of 20 uh, in a couple groups on the oval. So as soon as you rock up, Um, you've got uh, to get temperature tested and cleared and then basically it's put your uh, bag away get your boots on and get onto the oval Um, as soon as you can no real lingering around the change rooms or locker room banter anymore Um, train and then a quick stretch pick up your bag and and then you're out of there no showers no uh hanging around after as well so you lose a little bit of that um I guess that fun aspect um talking with the boys before and after training but it's just purely business now, just get in and get out.
4: So blokes like Griggy and Brad McKenzie that would normally linger in front of the mirror for a little bit longer have been told to sort of clear out and they've got to scoot?
1: Yeah, definitely. They're, uh, they're not happy, especially uh, especially Griggy. Um, loves a bit of... Uh, yeah, loves a pout. <laughs> loves a pout in front of the mirror, but uh, yeah, in and out, unfortunately.
3: Will it. we hope, will be uh, fit this year. Richard Douglas comes to the club. We know Maddie Nunn can do a lot of uh, good work in and under in the midfield possibility with the captaincy that you might spend a little bit more time away from the midfield maybe spend a bit more time up forward?
1: Uh, More than likely Um, I guess towards the end of last year I probably spent a bit more time forward coming back from injury so depending on how the mix looks um, with what we want but I would assume that I'd probably spend a little bit more time forward. Will Abbott's training really really well. Griggy, Dougie, Matt Nunn, Cole Gerloff will probably play a little bit more midfield. Josh Richards. My chose. boy, Joshy
3: Richards. I've moved oh, off, Zach. I'm you're right of the, I'm like, yeah, done, what the have they calling? The
1: better Joe? The better Joe, <laughs> Josh <laughs> Richards. Um, so we've got, we've got a lot of depth and we don't want to be, um, I guess, pigeon holders going to the same people all the time. Don Barry can run through there as well as a wing. So we've got plenty of options. We just need to find the best balance sort of midfield and forward.
4: Got a text in, Noss, straight away. Uh, who do you think is going to be your biggest competition in the sample this year? That's from Dave.
1: Uh, I think Glenelg, obviously winning it last year, plus they've uh, recruited quite well. So I think um, they've got a pretty good team across the whole board, um, coached well as well. So I think um, Glenelg will will be up there along with us, hopefully.
3: I was interested in this actually, um, Nos. I was thinking about it. Port and Norwood, from a Sandful perspective, have been the two traditional rivals for 100 years. And there'll be no Port Adelaide in the Sandful season 2020. What's the big rivalry? What is the number one rivalry? Is it you and Glenelg? Is it is it you and Sturt, or is it North and Glenelg? Is it Centrals and South? I don't know what it is. What what do you think the rivalry is now? Oh,
1: it's, it's definitely strange not having Port. They're obviously the two games you look forward to um, most as an old player um, with the with the great rivalry that yeah dates back to uh, when we started. Um, in terms of for us, I'd say Glenelg North Sturt are probably the three, I'm not sure who would be the biggest rival for us, but we've played Sturt North in finals recently. So. Is there
3: some dislike with you and Centrals? I feel like there's a bit of niggle. There is with those the crowd. Clubs. The crowd hate yeah. the
4: Nord play especially yeah. Balders. Remember a few games up there, Panos yes. after the game, the supporters were waiting for Baldus hookie at the out the front of the chain rooms. They wanted a piece of him <laughs> on the way out.
1: Often get a a bit of liquid down the uh, down the race when we're walking in a bit like uh, after that.
4: Game. I would have thought it Sturt. You know, there's, there's something about the, especially going down Unley Oval, uh, and there's something in the feel of it for me watching it or calling it that the rivalry with Sturt. It's you know they call it the Battle of the Silver Spoons, isn't it? Like the sort of eastern suburbs or whatever. But there's something about playing Sturt that there's a fair. I don't know whether that might have even been a bit of the Bodie and and sort of influence era because well he just hated playing Sturt, but. Geez, it's something about Sturt for me that really sticks. So, like That big win came back where you kicked four in the last quarter or something, mate.
1: Yeah, I'd say um, there's always a little bit more with Sturt and probably North, I guess, would be the main two. There's always been um, a bit of hatred between North and North and you can chuck Sturt in there as well. Um, but losing, losing the Port um, tradition uh, isn't good for us.
4: Hey, uh, a couple of texts coming in. Keep them coming, Oh four two seven one five four one double six. We could talk about anything or a question for NOS. One, how's Rokar from Geelong
1: going? He's training really well. He. Um, That's from had, Damien. had a slight setback um, coming back. From, so he went to back home for a little bit um, with the COVID restrictions. So then when he came back, he had to isolate for a, a couple of weeks. Um, but since coming back, he's training really well. And I think we see him as a halfback flanker. Um which is, I guess, a spot that suits him quite well. Use the ball um, excellent off both sides, so really looking forward to seeing how he goes.
4: Text coming thick and fast. Questions for the pan man. How differently is your game plan given the preparation and changes to the game this year? That was uh, from Tim,
1: by the way. Uh, we have a lot less time to sort of learn and do things at training because um, we're a bit more restricted now. We can't get in the change rooms to have those team meetings that we normally would going over structures and game plan, but... Most of the guys uh, know it like the back of their hand, So I think just learning it almost off the track is just as important now as uh, us doing it at training because we have a lot less time.
4: One more quick one. Hey, Nos, who do you see playing fullback this year?
1: Um, we've got... Or well, Brad McKenzie be down there, Tiles um, as probably the two big guys.
4: Do you fit Ball ball and Bowler yeah. sort of in the mix?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, they'll be around. Max had a bit of a back complaint for a, for a while now, so he's just sort of getting back into running. Cam Ball, Tyler Martin as a young guy who hasn't played yet, he's um, looking really good at training. So they're, the, they're probably our four key defenders. Miles Fitzner reckons that Alex Giorgio could be playing fullback again this year. He reckons bring him back. No, I don't think so. We uh, we've got enough to cover him at the moment. I'm <laughs> Not sure, Georgie, be in the best shape to be playing. Could but... you
3: could you imagine popping that question to him? He'd be he'd be my size, wouldn't he, by now, Georgie, after a very long preseason? Oh, you, well, you, you've, off.
4: you've slimmed up. You've been running. He'd be more like my size. I would have thought. <laughs> I would have thought. Okay. <laughs> Ta-
3: tell us about the influence that Richard Douglas has had on the group. A super amount of experience at AFL level. I imagine he offers a lot. Just share specifically what he's been providing for the group.
1: Oh yeah, he's been excellent he fitted in straight away he's someone that um, wasn't afraid to speak up from the start Um, he's got I guess 250 odd games AFL experience knows what he's talking about when he talks people listen he's got excellent standards around the club with preparation um, just how he attacks training as well so um, he's just a super guy to have around Really, really nice. Gets along with everyone, but is is quite firm in demanding good standards as well.
4: Quick one from me. Uh, uh, one guy that I'm keen to watch, Tommy Pinion. The big raps on him. I asked Cotsey about him last week. Uh, interesting to sort of have maybe the most rounded forward target you've probably had since the likes of Big Juice Newton.
1: Yeah, we haven't uh, had uh, any juice. Since wasn't juice. all that rounded. <laughs>
4: no, nah, Ju- well, not off the field. <laughs> on the field, he was.
1: <laughs> um, no, Tommy's been excellent. Obviously, great mates with Sam Um playing the country he is a really really strong target if we can get Sermo up and about as well we've got two excellent key forwards which we haven't had for quite a while leads hard at the ball got a great kick for goal good set of hands so he's um someone that we're really looking forward to um getting out there
3: we are chatting to Matthew Panos, the new captain of the Norwood Football Club. You listen to Redlegs Radio. If you want to get involved in the show, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 The phone line to text us, 0427-154-166. Matthew Panos in the studio, taking all of your questions. Nos, are you as fit as you would normally be at this time of year, or are you probably just down a bit because the training's been so much harder to replicate?
1: Uh, probably Uh, down a little bit to be honest it's hard to when you train three or four times a week um, to go into just doing it yourself it's not the same I guess that match intensity that you get at training with um, match simulation drills and changing direction sprinting tackling chasing people you can't replicate that by yourself and now that we've only had probably three weeks before round one with body contact training uh, it's hard to what you normally have three months to do and you're still not 100%. Going into uh, the first trial game or round one, you're normally tonguing it five minutes into the first quarter. Now we've only got three or four weeks to do that. I think across the board, the whole competition, everyone's probably not going to be at their best straight away, but it might just take a few weeks to get that um, match fitness.
3: A lot of people are talking about crowds. It'll be zero crowds round one, 500 round two. Would you prefer to see a, a bit more open slather, considering that the AFL is going to have 2,000 there two weeks before you're allowed 500?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I'd rather have a bigger crowd. I'm not sure how that 500 looks when we're playing double headers. if that means 500 per game or um, 500 in total for the four teams. I think it'll be
3: 500 in and out, and there'll be quite a long gap between the two games. Yeah. So I think the first game might start at sort of 10, 11 o'clock. There'll be an AFL game on TV and then the late game will be three, four o'clock.
1: Yeah. Oh, 500, um, I guess is good to have at the start, but I think um, hopefully if restrictions can get eased in the next couple of weeks, having, you know, 2000 there would be great as long as it's safe.
4: With the fixture, is there any talk around it? Hookie and I might want to get onto this and get your thoughts too, because the texts are running hot. We'll get to them in a minute, but um, the thoughts on the fixture, like it's sort of odd that two weeks out, you don't know who you're playing.
1: Uh, it is a little bit strange. we we'll, uh, we would like to know who we're playing. Yeah, but we're told it's coming out, I think, Monday or early next week. But we haven't had much prep time um, to train. And now, going into the season, we don't know what, what days we're playing, times, who. Who do you um, want? Who do you want round one? It's strange. I guess going against Glenelg would be good fun. Raining premiers, just to test, have a good test early. So, um, wouldn't mind playing them round one. Um, but it would just be interesting to see how the competition works with no buyers and... Um, playing each team twice. Will you
3: play a trial game um, between now and round one? We actually get the opportunity to play another team or is it just go cold, round one, Adelaide Oval, no fans?
1: Uh, I think so. The restrict- My understanding is the restrictions for competitive sport can start on the 25th, which is a Wednesday, and we play round a Thursday. Or yeah. Thursday, a couple days later. So yeah. you wouldn't technically be able to have a trial game until the 25th. So we're just... Whether you can have an internal, I'm not too sure. Mm. That would be ideal to actually have a hit out before because otherwise it would be yeah pretty tough going straight into round one with only a few weeks training.
4: Sure. A couple of quick texts, Noss, before we get to a break. We might even keep you around for a little bit for the next 15 minutes, I reckon, hooky. Noss, who do you think will have the breakout year from Joe?
1: Oh, it's a tough one. I think Campbell's set to have um, – I know he played maybe half a dozen or so games at the end of last year, but he he looked really good along with Josh Richards. Um hopefully a Sam Buckham, who played quite um, good footy in the twos last year, was emergency a number of times, um, can have a breakout year. It'd be good to get Will Abbott back. He's training really, really well. So um, those are a couple of the, the young guys. Maybe Tyler Martin looks like a, a nice defender as well.
3: Matt Panos is our guest. He is the new captain of the Norwood Football Club. He is going to stick around and he wants to stick around as well because after the break, we have got one of the all time greats of South Australian sporting media. Greg Champion will be joining us, the co host of Red Legs Radio. We'll be catching up with him, crossing over to Melbourne and chatting to him very shortly. Looking forward to that. Matt, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you being a part of the show. 1300 736 736 0427 154 That's phone and text line. If you want, to take part you're with Miles Fitzner and Ben Hook Greg Champion very shortly you're listening to Redlegs Radio red Legs
2: Radio. Every heart true for the, red and, the blue, and we sing a song
3: to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook and Miles Fitzner on SENSA Studio Lumo Live 1 King William Street, Miles Fitzner Ben Hook. We're joined by special guest, the captain of the Norwood Football Club, Matthew Panos. And my favourite part of every week happens right now because joining us is the boy from Hectorville who went on to become a legend of Australian musical media. And he is one of our very own right here on Red Legs Radio. Who is it, Miles? It's the bloke that wrote this song, Hookie. Well, that's the thing
0: about. That's what I, I like about. about. That's the
4: thing about, the thing about football. Oh, I bring brings back memories, Noss, doesn't it? Oh, definitely. Watching footy on the Sundays.
0: Footy on Sunday. Greg
4: Champion, definitely. welcome back.
0: Uh, love lovely to be with you and uh, good singing. Who was singing there? That's a good uh, That's a good singing voice. Well, we're, we're, oh. we're happy to
3: play Thanks, backing Greg. vocals to you. Gee, when, thank you uh, very much. When it, when it really <laughs> matters. Uh, tell us what it's like over in the the home of coronavirus. Um, are you you're tucked away. You're keeping you avoiding it, champs. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, well, I heard you, uh, Adelaide. I heard you had your coldest uh, morning in since 1944. Yeah, and that was just a standard morning for us. <laughs> uh, so we were, we got down to about one one as well, um, but. Uh, we kind of, you know, we can expect a couple of ones in this town, but uh, for you, that's low. Excited low that low. footy's
3: back over there, Collingwood and Richmond, uh, taking doing battle at the G tonight?
0: Um, I, I've got mixed feelings about the footy coming back because I've been uh, learning to live without it has been a character-building exercise uh, to be a little bit truthful with you. On the other hand... It is a good excuse to have some friends over to uh, get together. So that's the part uh, that's going to happen tonight. As a
3: South Australian that you are, champs, uh, you must be really pleased that finally a couple of Victorian clubs have got the opportunity to get a, a, a premier time slot like Collingwood and Richmond have finally been given <laughs> tonight by the AFL.
0: Yeah, you've got to feel for Collingwood and Richmond. They just don't get enough publicity. And, and they don't get enough. They just don't get a fair go. And, yeah, I think it behoves us all to get behind Collingwood and Richmond and bunk them up.
3: We've got uh, current captain Matthew Panos in the room, uh, in the studio with us this evening, champs. And I want you to go back to your day supporting the Norwood Football Club. Who was the, who was the captain? Who was the leader that you really admired the most?
0: Uh, good evening, Matthew and... Uh, hey, back then, Robert Odie would have been captain for a lot of it. Uh, so, uh, And, of course, the Odie name, you know, and there was Peter Odie too, right? So, And you'd had Jack. So yep. the Odie name was just, you know, synonymous with Nord, uh, in the 60s uh, when I was really get, uh, getting into it. Um, and then I did mention to you Roger Woodcock last week. Uh, after a while, along came John Wynne, who was, look, Tank Kneebone. What a star, oh, John Wynn. Kneebone. Now, look, the Tank Kneebone's uh, short tale, if I, you'll permit me to tell you a short tale, um, I met Tank later. I met him. His son was a teacher of Murray Bridge uh, High School, um, and I met Tank at Murray Bridge, and I think he was, uh, they were a York Peninsula family, I think, wasn't he, Tank? So uh, York Peninsula's turned out some good ones, haven't they? And I'm, I must tell you that uh, Tank won the McGarry in about 65
4: well, before and... my time, Greg. You're asking the wrong bloke here, mate. It's, it's close. I,
0: I, 65, 67. I, I'll confirm and, it while tank you're also talking. Tank had that, um, he had the uh, faraway look in his eye. He had the five-mile stare. Tank was a country boy. And, and of course, he was built like a Tank and he played fullback. And uh, he had that look in his eye, that blue, steely eyes. So, anyway, I've got to tell you that the night Tank won the McGarry, I heard on the radio he'd gone to the Royal Show. And he was sitting at the showgrounds watching the uh on the Monday night watching the whatever activity was on in the arena and a bloke and he I heard this on the radio the next morning, Tank said a man stuck a tranny in his ear and said, Congratulations, you've won the McGarry. Uh,
3: Sixty six it was, champs.
0: Well, there you go. One year out.
4: A couple of texts come in for first you, Nos, and, and then you, Champs. Who would be your all time Norwood great? I'd like to see all sample teams band together um, to get all their paid members to round two. That's from Joe. So, who's your all time great? First you, Matt.
1: Uh, all time great. It's uh, pretty tough. You'd probably have to go with Macca, I reckon, for me.
4: Just And uh, what do you reckon, Champs? Your Norwood all time great?
0: Yeah, I mentioned Roger Woodcock last
4: week. I was sick with Roger. Uh, yep. Yeah, Fair enough. I'm a John Wynn fan myself. I, that's, he was he's the man.
3: Oh, Michael Ace for me.
0: Yeah.
3: Acey was, Acey was it, a gun.
0: It, it, the only thing I heard against John Wynn was uh, he'd been imported from WA, yeah? Yeah,
4: um, that's true. <laughs> uh, speaking of now, speak,
1: not,
4: speaking of being imported, not, champs, what have, you, have you got something lined up for us this week? You absolutely slammed the um, Port Adelaide faithful last week <laughs> with the stealing Commodores. And uh, we've told Matt to hang around in studio. Have you got something uh, in line for or in store for us this week?
0: Yeah, and I'll give it to you, deliver it to you now. And uh, happy to have a crack at Port every week. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go.
4: They don't have a team, but will slap you anyway.
0: <laughs> and, you know, apparently they're allowed 2,000 into the, uh, 2,000 people allowed into the showdown, correct?
3: Correct, yeah. 2,240, well, 240 corporates. Do you think Port have got 240 corporates?
4: Oh, jeez. We'd like well, you to text uh, the show in, to the Port fans, too, as well, if you can. Uh,
0: I don't think there's any danger of Port having 2,000 fans, so they won't be able to feel <laughs> that quite Now, it uh, came from Adelaide, my friend. Oh, I love right. this
3: song. This is one of my all-time favourites, champs.
0: Well, Hookie, for you, here we, uh, are we ready? Let's go, then. And it mentions Bob Hammond, as well. Yeah,
3: and my old mate, Craig Cock.
0: Yeah, it mentions them all, so here we go, then. I was watching my TV with a mate just the other day. He turned to me and said, man, those crow eaters just can't play. I turned around and said, mate, that just isn't true. South Australians are great, as I'm about to tell you, cause came from Adelaide, man, came from Adelaide, man. South Australian made, man, drank Woody's lemonade, man. Should have been there when they played, man, came from Adelaide. They had Motley, Bradley, Peter Jonas, Waterbonus, John Platton, Stephen Stretch, Craig McKellar, Waterfella, John Cale, Matt Rendell, Melanthletic, Athletic, Mark <laughs> Williams, Russell the Turnahan, Waterman, Rick Davies, Robert Combs, Graham Corns, Blow Your Horns, Phil Mayland, Greg Phillips, Chris Killer. can't you tell it? Himpermantley, Man, inframanly, They had... Philippo, Fred Bills, Fred Phyllis, Wayne Phyllis, Ken Farmer, Lindsay Backman, Doug Thomas, Joe Promise, Neil Sachs, Mick Newman, Jeff Motley, Neil Curley, Ken Eustace, Stewie Palmer, Glenn Hewitt, don't you knew it? Craig Cock, Cock, Woodcock, <laughs> Kenny Park on Blight, Bruce Light, Ken Whelan. How you feeling? Came from Adelaide, man. Came from Adelaide. They had... Rex Voight, Peter Boyd, Bob Hammond, Kevin Salmon, Ian Day, Ellaway, David Granger, there's a bunch of Rod Quinn, Trevor Sims, Ian Brewer, Ralph Seward, Dave Boyd, Daryl Hicks, Sonny Maury, that's the story, Rob Run, Window, Backshore, Lindsay Head, Peter Marker, Jeff Potter, what's the matter? Came from Adelaide, man, came from Adelaide. Not Ballarat, Mendigo, Geelong, Dandenong. They came from Adelaide.
4: Oh, well done. That's made me smile, that has. We had
3: one issue in here. The two boys in the studio with me champs are a fair bit younger than me and they're looking around wondering who Woody's Lemonade played for. I can't remember which team he played for.
0: Hey, is there, I was asked on air last week by the Coulda Beans, is Woody still available to
3: buy No, I don't. I reckon it's out of business. Is, is that Woody's... the lemonade with the white and the blue logo? Yeah, yeah. yeah you can Do, still can, buy you can that. You still get it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's still That's available right. according to Benny Palmer. I don't drink a lot of lemonade, obviously. Woody's we
4: lemonade. Well, we drink Coopers, remember. Yeah, here, <laughs> yeah, no, we too. We drink Coopers and Coopers only here, if not a Barossa boy <laughs> and wine. And a Barossa boy cheeky <laughs> well, red.
0: Well, I don't think you can get Coopers lemonade in the deli just yet, but they're working on it. <laughs> um, uh, Woodroof, yeah, Woodroof lemonade. I was asked on air last week, so now I can go back to. Well, have I got an answer? It is still in. The I'm shop pretty shop. sure
4: you can still get it in I the so. in the independent grocers here, because I might mix it with something at home sometimes. <laughs> chance, but I'm pretty sure you can still get it.
0: Well, it was like Amstel. It's a trademark of South Australia. I've you just know, been it, t- it defined.
4: I've just been told you can get it at ITR or your local IGA, funnily oh, enough. there you
3: are. Yeah. D- d- don't, we never miss an opportunity to, uh, to plug a supporter. Now, champs, I, was, oh, I made the point Go. at the top. Um, no coronavirus here. Seeming like you're having a little bit of trouble still with coronavirus over in Victoria. Would that be a fair assessment?
0: Well, I saw a bit down the street today. I saw a bit alone on the footpath. So you just, you've got to be careful. Uh, it'll just, <laughs> but it'll just jump out and grab you, and it'll eat you all up. So just just let that be a warning to everybody.
3: Is there a, is there a song uh, that you could perhaps oh, share we go. with us about uh, here we go. no coronavirus in SA? All
0: right, here we go. When the league announced their plan to restart around the land, one state said, just hang on, man, not in South Australia. Healthy state we've (laughs) always been, never let no convicts in, not about to begin, not in South Australia. Take the game to other states, you will just have to wait, borders closed, sorry mate, here in South Australia. We have options here as well. It's not just all AFL. We have S-A-N-F-L here in South Australia. <laughs> Even though that Gillen chap apparently comes from here, we can't let no riffraff near. Not in South Australia. Take the game to other states. You will just have to wait. Borders close sorry mate.
5: Here in South Australia. Magnificent. Another ripper.
3: Absolutely superb. We're going to run out of time here very soon, champ. So we're going to get straight through to uh, one more track. The one thing I've always admired you to be able to turn a team's club song and absolutely tear strips off them with it. And I'm sure you've done plenty of versions of Grand Old Flag in your time as well. Have you got an option for us to take us out?
0: Okay, well, the Melbourne Demons have a, a their image reputation is to be hoity-toity, uh, rich uh, toffs. Yes, so, you, you famously did a patch it.
3: upon both elbows um, a few yeah, years that's back. Right. I, well, that's one of my favourites yeah. as well. I know your whole playlist, champs. Yeah.
4: he's, he's <laughs> fangirling right. in here, champs. He's <laughs> fangirling something. We've had to turn the fans on. He's gone red. He's absolutely fangirling, hooky.
0: Oh, I've been look, I've been waiting looking for a stalker all my life. <laughs> Uh, So the grand old flag, they use it. The Melbourne Demons use grand old flag. And here's the rewrite. It's a grand old flag. It looks good on the Jag. It's the emblem for us and not you. (laughs) It's the emblem of the fans who have a chalet and Range Rover too. (laughs) If you drive a brand new BMW, then we are the club for you. Should old accountants be forgot? Keep your eye on your share revenue. Great <laughs> champion. Absolutely
3: <laughs> wonderful. Oh, so good. Absolutely superb. Thanks so much for joining us once again, champs, and we will catch you next week. You
0: bet. I look forward to
3: it. Good on you, mate. Thanks to Climate, Air Conditioning and Telstra Strop. You are listening to Redlegs Radio. Weekdays from six. Every heart is true for the red Sing this song to you. Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook and Miles Fitzner on SENSA. legs Radio with Ben Hook and Miles Fitzner, our special guest, the captain of the Norwood Football Club, Matthew Panos, is in the studio. If you want to have a conversation with Matthew, you just need to phone in one 736 736 or text 0427-154-166. Very shortly, we are about to turn our attention to the Sandful W competition, Jade Halfpenny. Young, budding star for the Red Legs about star. to join us. Looking forward to chatting to her. Boys, I've just got to make mention very quickly. I got a message during the week from Jeff Wilson. Now, we talk about Coopers and how much we love Coopers. Well, Jeff Wilson's one of the legends of Coopers. I'm not sure what his responsibility at Coopers is other than managing the uh, Coopers box right. on Saturday afternoons. That's a good at the spot. Footy. He does a very good job of that as well, and I know that he's uh, Glenn Coopers' uh, right-hand man. He d- he's a Norwood Footy Club expert, and he did make mention to me that I didn't explain... Exactly, the uh, death of Brian Essery. Um, now, I I said that he was the club patron. That's not actually true. It was his uncle Bill. Who was the club patron of the Norwood Football Club for 40 years? So, uh, Willie, thank you for that message and straightening that out. Geez,
4: it's a a bit early for we're second show in. We've already got (laughs) retractions. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. geez, it's not that Nos comes in first show. We're already retracting statements. The first of many
3: apologies I'm going to have to make over the course of the season, no doubt. Let's turn our attention to women's footy, and we've got a young star who is joining us on the line, Jade Halfpenny. Welcome to Redleg Radio. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us, uh, Jade. How have you found the break? Very weird having oh. all of this time off after the season had started.
2: Oh, for sure, yeah. It's been a bit hard to get back into the swing of things, but glad to be back out
0: there.
4: Jade, uh, just recently, well, I found that in 2019, you had made the 30-person squad for the 22 under 22. Now, have you just turned 18, or are you still 17, about to turn 18?
2: Yeah, I turned 18 about
4: two weeks ago. Two weeks. So, How'd you celebrate that, Jade, yeah. with, a, with an adult beverage? With the um, Cooper's?
2: Actually, I sent it at work. Oh, <laughs>
4: yeah. Jade! Being named in that in that squad, what does that mean for you? That's a pretty elite group of uh, of young ladies. Yeah, it's pretty exciting stuff. I
2: um, wasn't really expecting it, so pretty happy with that.
3: There's a lot of legendary names at the Norwood Football Club: Gallagher,
4: um, uh, Oti. We're just talking about twenty-five or thirty yeah, of them, mate. There's, yeah.
3: uh, there were so many off the tip of my tongue, I couldn't think of any of them. Uh, a lot of father-son. <laughs> Uh, Warhurst is another name uh, that uh, we've had a lot of father-sons. But are you the first ever father-daughter to play at the Norwood Football Club? I think it was your father, Warren, who played in the early 90s, well before you were born, Jade.
2: Yeah, he played from um, 1990 to ninety three. He played about 20-odd games for the club, so
3: that's pretty cool. Before your time, did you see him play any football after that? No, I haven't. Does he give you advice about um, you know what you're doing wrong? That's normally what parents are good at. Or was the career too short, Jade? You hope to play a few more than twenty six, so you don't really
4: ask him for too much advice. Yeah,
2: he tries
3: to, but I don't always listen. So, Jade, I'm just interested in this. Your dad, in his career, kicked one goal in league football. How many have you kicked? Two. So have you made mention of that to your father?
2: No, I got a you know. Let him go
3: on this one. No, I reckon make the yeah, most I, I of
4: I'd be slapping my dad if I'd kick more goals <laughs> than him. He
3: was a bit of a defender, uh, but nice to see the daughter getting forward and doing a bit of damage on the scoreboard.
4: Yeah. Hey, Jade, you came up through the 17's juniors. How many um, uh, girls are coming through with you? Like, how, how does that program sort of work for the people that don't understand?
2: Yeah, so... Um... Back in 2017, I started in the development squad at Nord when I was 15 in the under-17s. Um, and we play a four-round season with the other clubs with two different uh, – the Port and Crows divisions. Um, and it's just a few-week training block with uh, some of the um, Nord women's players as coach. And it's been really good for our development coming through. There's a few of us that have come through the development squads um, who are now in the senior team.
3: Came from a Golden Grove footy club, I believe, Jade. What, what's the yep. experience like at a community footy like Golden Grove? Yeah, it's
2: great. I love it out there. Everyone's really lovely and it's just a really good vibe
4: out there. Hey, Jade. Now I normally try to do a bit of digging on the people that we have on the show and get, I've got a I've got a mole get, within get nervous here Jade. within the group. Now they tell me that uh, you're not known for, for sort of saying too much. A few of the girls get stuck in here that yeah, they might call you squeak or mouse and sort of turn around and say, oh, geez, Jade, you know, stop giving people some lip because you're a little bit quieter. Is that sort of how you go about your footy, just not saying too much or revving a few too many up?
2: Yeah, I like to kind of keep to myself, you know, not stir too much drama.
4: You sound quite sharp, a bit of wit, but is it when you say something it really hits the point?
2: Yeah, Maybe.
3: We're talking to Jade Halfpenny here on Redlegs Radio. If you want to join in the conversation, phone in one 736 736 or text in 0427-154-166. It's Ben Hook, Miles fitzner and special guest Matthew Panos with us. Jade, what are your plans for football? Uh, you're only young, just turned 18, as we've said. Are you hoping to maybe break into AFL ranks in the next year or two? Oh, yeah, I mean, that
2: would be pretty cool. But at the moment, I'm pretty... Pretty happy where I am, but yeah, I'm excited to
4: see what the future holds. Well, the AFL career will be all right because I couldn't dig any dirt on you at all. So you got the clear no skeletons in the closet. We had a text come in. It says, "Where do you see yourself in five years in your footy career?" Now that's from Grace, Holly, and Becky. Are they friends of yours? Ah, uh,
2: my cousins.
4: Yeah. Oh, well, that's nice. Well, shout out to Grace, Holly, and Becky. You can send another text in and send us some dirt on uh, Jade if you'd like, because we couldn't dig any dirt up on Jade whatsoever.
2: Um, five years time, probably, I don't know, hopefully AFLW, but if not, still playing out at North.
3: Jade, what about the rest of the year? I mean, it's been amazingly difficult, I imagine, the preparation, but what do you think uh, you and the girls can get out of uh, the rest of the season? You're just on the cusp of finals at the moment. You've got to win some games coming home. What's the, what's the goal?
2: Oh yeah, I think if we um, implement the game plans and, you know, really to what we're told. I think we have a pretty good chance of cracking the the top few and yeah, hopefully making finals.
3: Well, I tell you what, Jade, we are delighted to have you here on Redlegs Radio tonight. We are so looking forward to seeing the resumption, not only of the men's team, but the women's team as well. We've been extremely successful in the first three years in the competition. We look to see you and the girls leading the way right through until September. Thanks for joining us on Redlegs Radio.
2: Thank you so much for having
3: me. That was Jade Halfpenny there, the young midfielder for the Redlegs Sanford W team. A couple of goals already early in her career and looking forward to seeing the way she develops over the course of the next couple of years. Of course, the daughter of Warren Halfpenny, who played 26 games for the legs between 1990 and 1993, Miles.
4: It, certainly. And I'm looking at the AFL star on the rise. Made the squad 22 under 22. Probably going to follow the footsteps like I had a priest, Nadra Allen going down that path, so it would be interesting to see, but yeah, geez, it was hard to dig some dirt, I had to go through, not that I like messaging the uh, SNFLW Norwood girls players, but it doesn't happen regularly, but, <laughs> but I, do, I do try and find some uh, some dirt each week, but we've just got a minute or two before we go to the break, hooky. Nos, I asked Cotsie last week, we'll try and get you in, because for those of you listening, Nos has actually got dinner in town at 7 o'clock, so I decided to hang around for the whole show, which is our treat, so don't forget, you can send us a text on 0427 154 or call us 1300 736 736. Jimmy Allen and Flipper, back coaching the forwards and the mids, they're both big personalities um, in their own different way and both very cheeky and probably were the ones that weren't listening too much when coaches were talking. What's it like with them on the other side now trying to run drills and do things in a more serious manner?
1: Uh, it's been really good. They've been uh, really professional in, in what they've been doing at the club. I think they're guys that have had... Obviously, Jimmy winning McGarry's premiership with us, Flip winning um, three premierships, knows all the players, know the structures and the, and how we want to play inside out. So their knowledge of not only the club and the boys there, but footy in general, they're um, quite intelligent, um, which is good for us. And we've been learning from them um, as much as anyone else.
4: Those boys at training reckon they can still do it a bit better than you can though?
1: I think so. Flipper looks pretty sharp. He does a bit of running. Uh, when he was at the club, he was always late. Renowned. For- <laughs> I heard that. And <laughs> he'd, he'd never train. He, he would come late. By the time he strapped his shoulders, it was 6.30. He might train, do a warm-up, train for 20 minutes. And now he's doing laps at four, uh, 4.30, quarter uh, to five. Just uh, misses so, it. So it's uh, interesting that when footy was on, he was uh, very late.
4: One on the text. Uh, How has the Army inspired the team? David at Marden.
1: Oh, it's been unbelievable to see the support from all the fans and members, um, the sponsors, everyone sticking on board. Um, The club is obviously very, very appreciative of um, how you've stuck by us and hopefully uh, we can reward you with some good performances this year and getting fans to games as early as possible would be amazing. So uh, thank you. Uh, everyone for your support.
3: Matt Panos is the special guest of Red Leg Radio right here in Studio Lumo 1 King William Street. one 736 736 427 154 166 If you want to take part in the conversation on the other side of this break, we'll be catching up with the president of the Norwood Football Club, Paul DiIlio. You are listening to Red Leg Radio.
4: Every heart is true for the
2: red and the blue
3: Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook and Miles Fitzner on SENSA. Thank you for your company on Redleg Radio. We're in the final term. Miles Fitzner, Ben Hook in the studio with our special guest, the skipper of the Norwood Football Club, Matty Panos. Looking forward to see him in action in 16 days' time. Bit of breaking news. We think we're playing Glenelg round one.
4: Yeah, it might have come through on the leak. The texting lit up and a few of them have said, Glenelg, we can't confirm. but It's only rumours. So we take no responsibility for any of our actions whatsoever. They're our opinions and not the club's. But uh, the little word on the text is that we're playing Glenelg.
3: Maybe Glenelg round one, maybe North Adelaide round two. Seems to be the whisper at the moment. So we will try and confirm that in coming days. But we're very excited to know that footy is going to be back the first two games at Adelaide Oval. And uh, we're very lucky to have another guest join us on the show Oh, and straight to the top,
4: we've gone here. We have
3: gone to the penthouse suite and we have brought in the president of the Norwood Football Club, Paul Diulio. Welcome to Redleg Radio.
5: Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Miles. Good to have you here.
3: I tell, we're going to ask you the hard questions. The captain's going to put you uh, put you in your place. He's got a couple of stiff ones for you as well. Uh, firstly, Paul, you must be absolutely delighted with everything you've had to deal with in the last three months that the team's finally going to get back on the park.
5: Yeah, no, it's been a challenge, but I think the staff led by James have been fantastic. I think the players and the coaching staff have been magnificent. these very tough times, but very excited to be back playing footy in a couple of weeks' time.
3: Uh, is it still, I mean, if you win the Premiership this year, will it mean as much as any other flag that uh, you've got in the in the cupboard, in the Premiership cabinet there? Because they are extensive.
5: Uh, yeah, we, it will definitely mean a lot. Absolutely. It will. It's been a very hard start for the year. Um, and I think of the, all the, the turmoil that to endure from the playing group, I think it's much tougher, actually, to be honest, this year than most years. They had a great pre-season, but it all stopped and they had to almost start again. So I think this year is going to be tougher in, in many, many ways.
3: You've had an incredible uh, period over the last two years, really, through the, the rebuild of the Balderstone stand, the Wolf Blast Function Centre, the new change rooms at the club, and then, of course, the pandemic stopping football altogether. Where is everything else on that side of the boundary line at now? Do you feel like you've got everything in order so that when Norwood is back playing a home game, probably in round three, that uh, you everything will be getting close to what you'd hope it to be?
5: Uh, definitely, we're getting closer every day. Uh, we may not be ready for the first home game, but it won't be too long thereafter. It'll be great to have people back in the Woolplest Community Centre, um, in there enjoying that facility along with uh, spectators around the oval at North Oval.
4: Hey, uh, Paul. In regards to crowds, what can you tell us? And what, what what's the communication been from the SANFL?
5: All we've been told at this stage is for the rounds one and two, we should have 500 people at that oval. Um, I believe that. Uh, That would be the same at the suburban grounds we're hoping that will be increased we've done a fair bit of work as a footy club to develop a a a plan for the oval how we would uh, meet the um, social distancing requirements and we think we can fit at least 500 people and meet all the requirements and probably significantly more at our maximum with meeting all the current requirements we think we could get up up in order about two and a half thousand people at the parade
3: paul miles fitzner my co-host has developed a speed round we know you are a man that is built for speed he has a series of rapid-fire questions for you. We just need one-word answers from you. You've got about a minute to play this game. Miles Fitzner,
4: take it away. Righto, Paul. Straight into it. Favourite current Norwood player?
5: I'd say the captain, Andy panel. Oh,
4: he's good. good Favourite guy. past Norwood player? Oh, Mag I can't go past Maca. Favourite team outside of Norwood in the SANFL?
5: I like them all the same or dislike them all the same. Oh, <laughs> this is going
4: to get harder. Favourite child?
5: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's tough. I like them all the same as well, mate. Can't uh, or dislike but, them all yeah, the same. <laughs> favourite
4: Grange Club member? I'd have to say you, my Oh, husband. there we go. That's what I'm <laughs> after. A, hey, your, fav- your, your favourite Norwood flag?
5: Uh, I think 14, to be honest. I think that was an emotional moment in terms of the first year the AFL side in the competition and to do what we did in 14. And if you go back to the second semi when we were down and out in the last quarter and the boys got up and won that game, and I think the belief was there, and then to win it, on grand final day, we had a pretty strong team. Yep, one word uh, answer.
4: One word answer. Sorry, yeah, I'm really I got well mate. <laughs> hey, your toughest moment as president?
5: Toughest moment as president? Oh, I think probably this year, to be honest. I think uh, once the COVID started coming in, all the restrictions and how we had to stand down staff, and that, that's pretty tough to endure that when known to their passion and they love our footy club.
4: Righto, this is get to know your president, a few would you rathers to go. Now, yeah, a Barossa boy wine on the hill, in the, oh, sorry, in the member's stand or a Cooper's on the hill?
5: Oh, uh, Miles, I think I've drank with you enough that I'd do both. Actually, oh, there he is.
4: Dinner? Was... Oh, yeah. Now, when have you set <laughs> yeah. foot on Absolutely. Cooper's Hill? I've never been on oh, that waiting for
3: that
5: one. You are it, an absolute it, wine it, in it, the members' bar. Here's
4: another one, another tricky one. Dinner at Stephen Marshall's or dinner at Joe Tripodi's?
5: I had lunch with Joe today, so I'll probably go with dinner with the premier. <laughs> <together>. All right,
4: <laughs> Gary McIntosh or Keith Thomas? Always Macca. Uh, dinner at martinis or dinner at home?
5: I have to go at home with my
4: wife. What takes up more of your time, running the council or the Norwood Footy Club?
5: Depends who's listening, mate. So <laughs> I'll, I'll get
4: paid by Hey, last last I'll couple. Have, work. have you ever run a marathon? Just one, mate. Just, Just a... New York in 2000
5: and, and uh, whenever it was. And did you Just run it without anymore? going
4: to the bathroom?
5: No, mate. You uh, know the I went there he on. is. <laughs> we got it in.
3: <laughs> hey, we've got one quick question here. Who was the fullback at Norwood who kept Scott Hodges goalless while standing him. Hint, he loves telling everyone about it. War number five and possibly has a photo with the Thomas Seymour Hill Trophy wearing nothing but the trophy. Do you know who that is, Prez?
5: Yeah, he thinks he's the best number five of all time in Dale Fleming. He probably sent that (laughs) text in, I reckon, (laughs) Dale (laughs) Fleming.
3: Regards, Rob, but I reckon that's a burner account. Uh, Paul Diulio, thank you so much for joining us here on Redlegs Radio. We look forward to seeing you at the footy.
5: No worries. Thanks, boys. and
3: have
4: the great work. Thanks, Paul.
3: Paul DiIlio there, the president of the Norwood Football Club. Well, that pretty much wraps us up for the night. Thank you for your company. We've appreciated all of your uh, involvement on the text line. Big thank you to Matthew Panos for joining us. And we're looking forward to seeing him on the football field over the course of the next couple of weeks. Miles, thank you to you. Uh, Greg Champion, thank you oh, to you. Oh, how good was he? It Jade was so Halfpenny, she was absolutely wonderful as well. Looking forward to building up to football in the next couple of weeks. Bye, everyone.